what's happening y'all welcome to another episode of an untapped acquaintance hope you guys are living and loving life this is your boy b it's your boy sam man um you know past couple weeks i've been um introducing some quotes through my social and um came about just that hopefully someone's gonna see it and it's gonna maybe uplift them yeah it's gonna help them out throughout the day um sooner or later i want to start putting scriptures down but i think the quotes they've gotten they've been receptive pretty well mm-hmm. um and I, I i think i'm probably start doing this for our podcast too or maybe keep doing it in the future we'll yeah. see how this goes but this week i want to start off our podcast with this quote it says let your past make you better and not bitter mm. um man that's that's a good one that's deep it's a good one because i think a lot of people allow their past to hinder them mm. allow their past to put them in this box in life yeah that um creates this um i don't know like a pit right like a like almost like a trap like a trap right like and then sometimes your past will allow you to create bitterness towards your friends families relationships the person that or company or boss create bitterness towards them and in actuality it should or you should create this that that past to make a step towards better bettering yourself mm-hmm. and not going in that circle right yeah um i i heard this one guy saying uh forget that quote failure is good because some people don't learn from that failure it's only good when you learn from the failure that happened mm. like you're learning from your past yeah so it doesn't happen again mm. right because if it happens again you didn't learn exactly mm. it's I think it's just more like going in circles. People always go in circles in the same crowds and the same relationships, the same type of personalities. And, and in life, sometimes change is good. Yeah. You know, and I think people, they look at a person that had a a bad past Mm -hmm. and that person that had that bad past kind of like secludes themselves or becomes a recluse because they want to better themselves. I guess you could say too, like when they step back or they just like kind of like close themselves in, they're kind of still in a sense of a way, just still living in the past. Yeah. And it's like, how do you expect to get over the past if you're still in the past? Like you're, <laughs> you're not moving forward. That's good, bro. You know, that's, I mean, whoever heard that, I hope it just, um, resides in you and resonates in you and just keep pushing for the next for the next day keep pushing for that future of that goal that you want sometimes that person or that job or your friend that kind of hurt you yeah it's for a season mm-hmm. learn from it learn from that mistake or learn from that that heartbreak or learn from the uh betrayal like we said in what, what was it season one, discomfort is a is a sign of growth. Yeah, 
discomfort is a sign of growth and it's always good man mm-hmm. it's always good to grow it's always good to change don't allow anyone to say like oh you're you're changing and it's bad no nope you're human beings you're supposed to change mm-hmm. you know but yeah man hope you guys had a great week hope you guys enjoyed our first episode of, of our season two and you know we're just gonna keep moving and grooving like we said like a well-old machine mm-hmm. but um <clears throat> We want to introduce our review of the week. And I want to thank my boy Chris for bringing this all the way from New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I thank you so much, man. Uh, the, the sour that you got me last time was just amazing. This one actually comes from Three Brewing. Three's brew, Brewing. It's called The View from Nowhere. And um, you're supposed to get a passion fruit, Bahama breeze, papaya punch kind of flavors behind it yeah i think when we popped it open i looked poor and i looked at the color i was like oh, this, is good. <laughs> this, is little, this is a little goody one yeah but yeah man the smell on it's solid yeah. too cheers brother cheers bro it's good it's really good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's- san diego and new york were either the pioneers or the um hub of craft beer mm I'm like, like, I think I'm only saying that because when um, Juan Soto went to uh, San Diego, okay, someone was, someone had a sign that said, um, "Welcome to craft beer country." Oh wow! Yeah, so I don't, I, I, I haven't been to San Diego, but I wonder what the population of craft beer, like microbreweries, are there. It's probably like, it's probably insane. It's probably like a lot of mom and pops. Ooh, you know. Like those homebrews? Yeah. Like exclusive. Like Anchorage. Mm. The, the beer that we tried? Yeah. That seems like more of an exclusive kind of beer that you would want to yeah. like, sip. Mm-hmm. I told Ashley I wanted to do a, a micro here. What do you mean a micro? A microbrewery. Oh, yeah. I, I remember you telling me. Yeah. It's not that, it's not that expensive. I think down the street from where... From, from the church. Yes. It, I think it's called Homebrew. Yes. Yeah, I've actually Dude. been there. Have you? I, I went. I've been there twice to uh, refill a, a CO two CO two tank can for the kegerator at work. Is that I, even up? What the kegerator? Yeah. Nah, not right now. I think we had we had shut it down. We had gotten a fresh keg mm-hmm. right before uh, COVID shut down. Yeah. Which was twenty twenty. Yeah. So that keg's been there for like two years. Oh, that, that, you need to buy a new one. Yeah, yeah, we we buy a new. <laughs> usually, we, usually we do Blue Moon, because Blue Moon's like it's in the middle. It's not too bad, but it's not pretty chill. You know, it's like when you first step your toe into craft beers. Exactly, yeah. but then a lot of people are like Blue Moon. I'm like, just try it, and they end up. I mean, a lot of people really like Blue Moon. That was the first first craft beer that I tried when Ashley and I first started dating. Um I used to drink like the domestics, and then we went, when Ash was in in uh, Dallas, went to a few like breweries, and that's where the craft beer started. But you know what? This afternoon at work, there was a question that came up, and I was like, I want to ask Sam this. Let me get it. Um, Let me get it. Do you know who Doctor Kavorkian is? Never heard of that name in my life. Never, but. That sounds like a very smart person. <laughs> he had a lot of, um, he got in trouble for what he did or what he 
he pioneered um so he pioneered assisted death or assisted suicide is what they called it mm-hmm. but um he would go to patients who had terminal illness like okay they're in the like, last stages of, of their of life their life yeah and either they're in pain or they are um in a state to where they can't live anymore so what he did was he would talk to the patient talk to the the family of the patient and if they agreed he'll set them up in their home and the patient would have this little button mm-hmm. and he like there's tubes to the, the patient and then what happens is the patient will click the button and a dose of hmm. like I don't want to say cyanide, but you know what they use for uh, lethal injections? Yeah, the same thing. Same thing. It'll go into the patient's body, and the patient will die peacefully at home. So what you're asking me is, like, how do I feel about that? Or yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, that, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe the way I'm thinking is kind of, no, it's not messed up. I don't think it's messed up, but... If you think about it, this guy kind of had a heart. Yeah. This guy kind of looked at these people like, from what you're telling me, this guy, this guy looked at these people like, you know what? These these people are suffering. Yeah. Like, let me help them, like, not suffer anymore. But you said they're doing that at the comfort of the home. They're doing that at the comfort of the home. Which is, in a way, like, kind of satisfying the the family and themselves. Yeah. Because they get to die peacefully, but with their family. Yeah. So, but unless it's kind of messed up if the family does it, like, like well, without them knowing. No, the patient has to approve. Oh, okay, okay. Like, the patient has to be, like, able-bodied to be thinking and on their own will. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense. And What, what do you think on it? Um, <laughs> I was, Okay. I'm not against it. Okay. First is because the patient is either in pain or um, no longer able to um, have a, uh, what's that, comfortable life. Yeah. You know, I understand if someone has cancer and they're going through chemo and it's just like pain. And then there, it's terminal, right? Yeah. Like, um, if they make the decision to to end their life, it's it's honestly it's up to them. It's up to them. And I mean, I I feel like a lot of companies and the big government um, was against it because look who's losing out the the hospital, the hospital, but, big pharma. But do you think? I don't know. It's just like kind of like a like a thought. Maybe some of these people when they get home, they they make it from the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like sometimes, like people when they sit in the hospital, they're just dying. It's only they get sicker. They just get sick. I know. Yes. I know. Veered your thought of like like differently, but it's like like a lot of these, like when COVID was going around. Lots of people that were in the hospital, they're just dying because they're just there. They're not moving. 
they're not they're not sweating. Mm-hmm. You know, releasing those that toxin. Mm-hmm. Versus people that were like, you know, I'm I'm go home, go home. Some people sat outside in the sun. Yeah. Some people walked, did whatever they got to do, but hey, they they got over it. You got over it. And the, someone at our church. Yeah. Uh, who is it? Um, uh, Justin Lee. Justin Lee. Yeah. Oh he, man, dude. Hey, my man. He he fought it. Fought it. Overcame it. <laughs> and he no longer has that brace. He's able to walk on his own. That's yep. like just amazing. Mm-hmm. And you work. know they they do say that like they say that some people there's there's a percentage of people that when they're in the hospital they're just they're they're dying like their body immune system is just shutting down. What if like in the hospital without us knowing or without like the patient knowing that room like throw a little something in the AC to kind of finish them off? That's what that's what was happening with COVID in the in the in the ships. I mean, in those cruise ships? Yeah. Like, it's going through the AC ducks. You ever seen that movie? Um, uh, it's like Infected or... I think so. Or it's just going through the AC ducks? It's, it's, it's almost like a fart. It's <laughs> 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 one of those that just, just lingers. Just lingers. Just lingering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I, I'm not against it. I'm not against what was happening. I think the thought of the word suicide. Yeah, maybe it was worded wrong. Maybe yeah. I mean, it. It. I mean, the media take over a lot of stuff. Reword. Yeah. Reword. What? What really is it? I mean, I, he got in trouble for it, um, and it's basically because they 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 put murder on mm-hmm. him. You know. Nah, I, I agree with him. He's cool. Yeah. Hey, one, you're helping one. you're helping the patient out. Yeah. You know? So if you had to say something as far as like being scared, so like what 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 would what's something that would scare you about your future? What like like scares you most about your future? That I would be stagnant. Hmm. Like I know at some point you're able. You're supposed to relax, and you know we talked about this last ep- like last episode yeah. where is that hustle mentality where if we if we're still, it just doesn't doesn't sit well with just, us. Just kind of eats you alive. Yeah, but again, you know, being still and being in the word is is actually filling your cup and is what you're supposed to do. Be mm-hmm. still. Um, I don't know. Just complacency. Okay. I, okay. Here, here's where I want to go a little deeper with that one. Right? Are you, when you say future, are you saying like five years down the road? Are you saying like when I'm fifty, sixty, seventy? Um, uh, I wouldn't say five years down the road. Let's just say you're thirty six. Let's say about a good ten, fifteen years, and you're hitting like that that forty five, forty eight. Hmm. Getting close to that fifty, where you start like dwelling on on life, because you're <laughs> yeah, hitting I that halfway mark. I think it's 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 complacency and, and, and like stillness. Yeah. yeah, that's what would scare me. Is like it, either I'm not growing, mm-hmm. either spiritually or 
um, as a human being, as a father, husband, my marriage isn't growing. Yeah. You know, that's where I would be fearful. That's good. You know, I mean, that's good. Like you're thinking that now. <laughs> I'm not saying like that's good that like, no. <laughs> like you stay stagnant at 48. <laughs> I mean, it, it's something to think about, you know. And I think speaking with you, it's something to think about at your age, right? Like, what would you be? Uh, so you're what, 26? I'm, I'm 26. I think one of the I look at. Anybody that's like about mid-30s, hitting 40s, like you're still young. So if I'm looking at like the bracket from like 47, 48, mm-hmm. when you're already hitting that that halfway point of life, 50s, I think I would be more, more scared of like to look back and still be in the same position that I was 20 years later, Ooh. like 20 years ago. You know? Yeah. And just be like, dude, I wasted half of my life not doing a damn thing. Like, what did I do? Like, what did I do? What impact did I have? Yeah, that's that's the that's that's, that's, that's the word right there. What impact did I have? Exactly. Like, you know, like that, that's scary to me, man. Like, what impact did I have? Like, what did I do? Like, cool, I'm hitting fifty. If I die in three years, like, what are people gonna know me by? Or not necessarily know me by, but. Are people actually going to know me for, like, who I think I am? Okay, I want, I want, I want you to elaborate on that. Um, when you say, would people know me? Well, I know in some mentalities or some people's train of thought, when they say, I want people to know me, mm-hmm. it's more of like... Um, uh, f- being famous or having accolades and no, I don't, I don't, I don't see it like that. I don't see it like, oh, that guy was a wealthy guy or that guy bought this or that guy was known for having this car or being this designer, wearing this designer. It was, I mean, I would see it more like, like, hey, uh, I remember Sam doing this for my community, and because he did this, he was able to change my life. Mm. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like, just stuff that, like, that would not only impact my life, but impact maybe, like, a community. And that would be, like, an influence to somebody's life to change their life. That's good. I, I think the both you and I are in on that path, right? Yeah. We both see different... We, we see people in different lights in both of our careers, you know, and what we're doing in our, in our daily lives. Like you have so many people that sit in your chair. Mm-hmm. You have so many ways to impact an individual. Different age groups too. Especially, yeah, I different think, age groups. I think recently, like I was like, heck yeah. One of my clients, he's uh, barely 19. And my boss was cutting hair next to me and his client, this man's like, probably like 42 45 but uh he drives a bmw i8 Mm -hmm. and my client my young client saw that and he asked him he's like hey man um he's like i don't mean to like bother you while you're getting your haircut he's like but he's like how did you become successful how did you do it to 
drive a nice car, have a good lifestyle. He's like, because I know you have a good lifestyle. And he pretty much told him, like, man, work hard. Go against the flow. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Do what you want to do that's going to make you happy. They they were chatting it up, like, right there next to the chairs. Exchanged numbers. Uh, my client came back, what, two or three weeks later. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, did you ever keep in touch with that, with the, uh, with my boss's client? He's like, yeah. He's like, actually, uh, I, I started working for him. Eee. Yeah. So th- my, my boss's client owns a, a solar panel company. So he sells solar panels um, and does all this other stuff. Does his name start with an O? Man, honestly, I don't know him by name. I know him by face. Hmm. I used to, I used to go to school with a guy that, Started a solar panel company. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, but started his own. I mean, he he has different st- uh, streams of income. Like he does real estate, he sells, he buys houses, flips houses, solar panels. Uh, he does uh contracting. He does like stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he has his his um his money in different things, and he's also um man of God. That's- that should have been number one. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it was because that's one of the things that really caught my attention. He's like, you got to trust in God. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to trust in God and, and and use the resources that God gives you and see where he takes you in your path. Yeah. Um. When when people say work hard, right, You. It, it seems like that's the number one answer. When, when someone asks an individual who is either – successful in their in their career or in their mm-hmm. field um or in a position where they're in steps to become yes yeah. wealthy successful in in a power position that's the number one thing is work hard mm-hmm. right um do you think it's just a an answer for it's just like an easy answer to say, or is that just like honestly what you have to do in the in this day and age? I think work hard is a good uh, it's a good answer. It's just the way you you present it. Yeah, be presented as work hard to to get where you want to get. Kind of like what what uh, my boss's client told my client: work hard to you want to where you want to get. But at the same time, it's kind of like some of the things we we stayed touch like. We, we stayed on, you know, don't stay stagnant. Like, don't be compliant. Like, don't be, like, content with just staying on one position. Like, keep going. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, we, um, we've both experienced working hard. <laughs> I've, I've experienced working hard in, like, a restaurant. Yeah. I've, worked, I've experienced working hard in my career. You know, and it's, it's just, just things you got to go through. That's, I w- someone has always asked, well, someone asked me one time to said, um, how did you get to the position you're at in your photography career? Mm. And it's weird because I've never said work hard. Really? What do you say? Work on your craft. Work on where you want to be at. And it's in, it's in the same genre of working, working hard. hard. Yeah. It's in, in the same thing, but I, 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 it that answer just seems so like meh, you know. 
it's like that that generic answer. Yeah. If someone asks me, like, well, I see your where you're at in your photography career. How'd you get there? Mm. I never stopped working where I I've never stopped working to a point to where I feel like I've learned everything. Yeah. And that that's good mentality to have because you're never gonna stop learning. It never. Never. Well, when we had a there was a meeting at church and I there was something I didn't know and I wanted to know and I had to ask. Like how do you get how do you do this? Yeah. How do how am I supposed to get this many photos and put into into this software in order for me to get the final result? Mm-hmm. And it was shown to me, you know? Yeah. It's like me when I go to hair shows, there's people cutting at their boots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't really watch like the like the competitions. I'll go watch the people cutting at the boots. Why? Because sometimes they're gonna do something that I don't know. Okay. So say prime example, someone's gonna style out somebody's hair in a crazy way. I have my method, they have theirs. Yeah. But if I could pick off off of what they're doing to make my job easier, mm-hmm. I'll learn something new. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I get it. What's that? What's that? That phrase with the saying: "Close, close lips don't get fed." Uh, cl- uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Yeah. And I ask questions too. Like, there's this one time this guy um was cutting a mop top. He's just like going in. I'm like, bro, what guard you got right there? Oh, I got a four. I'm going like this because of this, 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 and this, this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Would you have used the same guard? No, I would have gone a whole different route. And ever since I asked that question. I I mean I do kind of the same system, but yeah. it made it made it makes my life easier. <laughs> work work smarter, work not smarter, harder. not harder. That's key. Yeah, work smarter, not harder. So, so it's like the same thing for me. Like when people when I've been asked, like, hey, how do you have so many clients? It's like, well, I didn't ha- I didn't always have this many clients. Yeah, I kind of break it down like how I got there. You know, I, I I never I didn't always have the amount of the volume of clients that I have now. I remember stepping in the into the first salon I worked at with zero clients, mm-hmm. cutting one two heads a day, while everybody else is knocking out six to seven, and I'm just there. So while I'm there, just just there waiting around for my clients, I'm I'm looking at everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at all right, cool. This 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 person's the best. I got to be better than him. So what what I would do is I would position myself next to the person that was the best at every at the like at every shop that I worked at. I position myself next to the person that's the best. Have you ever been intimidated by an, another barber? Um, not another really. Stylist? Uh, not really. I mean, not really intimidated, but it's more like, all right, cool. Like, what can I learn from you? Yeah. I I asked you that because there's someone that's that's that reached out to me, right? Uh-huh. And I saw his work. The first few glances I was like, "Oh, this dude's good." Mhm. And I, I told Ashley too. And I said, "I looked at his work and I'm intimidated by his work." Not Oh, I get what you're person, saying. Person with the work. The work. But but the thing with that too is looks could be deceiving. Because yeah. I've seen somebody post fire pictures, but when it comes down to actually cutting, they're like, eh. 
Okay. <laughs> you know? Okay. I, I want to ask you that. I want to ask you that. Like, when you said fire pictures on their, on their social, right? Is it just the editing that, that, that makes it look good? Or is it like the techniques that they're putting into the hair or the head that you're looking at? I'm like, that's not what I would have expected from your pictures. I guess you could say that too. Because I'm not saying every single haircut's going to come out fire. But, I mean, I think they sh- most most of the time they should come out fire. If you're posting out like me, I'm I'm my toughest critic. Like when it comes down to like posing pictures, if if the picture wasn't right, if I wasn't feeling that cut, I'm not gonna post it. Yeah. And some people are like, dude, that's a fire cut, not to me. No. Mm-mm. There's so many pictures that ask like, babe, I love that photo. Yeah. No. It's not right. I haven't I I look at my photos and I know my clients love them. Yeah. But when I come home and I start looking through them, I just start like, mm, I could have done so much better on yeah. this photo. I should have done this one. I should have done that. But I'm intimidated by his work because that's the style of work that I want, I, mm. I, that I strive for. So pick at his brain. I'm going to, bro. You have to. We're gonna have we're gonna have coffee soon, and I want to pick at his brain because he does the the type of work that I've I've strived for mm-hmm. for so long and I just can't get it right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people have different eyes for for different ways to take photos. Right? It's, it's the same thing with hair. People have different different eyes for cutting hair. Yeah. It's like no two barbers are gonna cut the same. And no two barbers are gonna have the same result. You're right by that. It's the same thing with photography. Because I've I've gone to one barber and they were, I told that barber the exact same way I've always described my hair. And he chopped it, and I was like, what was different? You just got to know terminology, like, for as far as for me. Like, people from Chicago, they'll be like, let me get a, what do they call it? Um, let me get a blowout. So to your average barber here in Texas... I think blow up, poly D, spiky hair, hair gel, like looking like almost like a roadblock. <laughs> Chicago people, to them, is just like a regular taper. Yeah. But they call it a blow up. Because the way it's shaped out? I don't know. That's just the way they call it. That's just their terminology. I learned it because I had a client from Chicago. That's wild. Yeah. So I, then, always, thought, I always thought tapers and fades... We're the same. Nope. Until I, I got a cut from you, and I asked the question, like, what's the difference? A taper is just your sides in the, the back. Sides in the back. I've all always f- wondered that. All like fades all the way around. When I, because you know what they say, let me get a taper fade. I was questioning, like, why isn't that full of, like, why isn't it all the way around? Mm-hmm. But it's just a straight fade, like a mid fade, high high fade, right? Be like, let me get a mid fade or. So they'd be like, yeah, let me get a mid fade. I'm like, all right. So, the, like, you got to learn. I mean, I, I had to learn this over the years. But people are like, let me get a mid fade. All right, cool. Did you want, because there's, like, some people that like the little arches on the side. Yeah. Did you want, did you want to have your arches or did you want to blend them out? Uh, and let me go ahead and keep the arches. All right, cool. 
Did you want to do a, a drop to your fade or did you just want to do it straight across? When you were asking me that, I was like, I go into detail. Yeah. Because it's like at the end of the day, I want to give you what, what you like. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm. With the question of working hard and and going into our careers and our our lives, would you would you have wanted to know what your future looked like at at the age of twenty twenty one? No. Because I feel like if if I was to learn if I was to know what my what my future would look like, I would want the easy way out to get there. I've never gotten that answer. What do you mean the easy way out? Like I would kind of be like, all right, cool. I know I'm I'm, I'm gonna be here. Like I already know I'm gonna be- I already know where I'm gonna be. So, you know, yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. In some ways, I want to like. If I was asked that question, I wouldn't be. I want to know where my career would be with photography. I don't want to know like how am I gonna get there. Yeah. Will I be successful or will I like hang it up? Maybe even too, like if you were to know your future, where do you go? Maybe you wouldn't go in the same routes that you've you've already gone through right now in your life. You maybe go like a whole different route. You probably wouldn't even have the same lifestyle. You ever thought about how like if you if you have taken a different direction, how your life would have been? Yeah. Probably be in jail. Or dead. I've always thought about that. Like, where would I be? It, is it weird to think about that? No. Because you look, you look, you look at where you came from. Yeah, true. You're, you're grateful. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Because I mean, sometimes I'm like, man, where would I've been if I didn't take this, 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 this route? Even previously, in in the previous episode. Where I said, I don't know where my life would have been if we hadn't found God. Mm -hmm. If we hadn't found Grace Avenue. Yeah. Right? Like, You would have never met. Never met. This would have never happened. No. Untapped acquaintance would have never happened. (laughs) Our friendship would have never happened. It's wild, you know, the conversations that we've had. And it's like, there's a few people that I've had meaningful conversations with. And you're one of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, 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 I don't want to say it's weird, but it's, it's funny to see how conversations started and how other conversations were previously, like what we would have talked about or what the conversations were like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think sometimes some conversations were just like fillers. Yeah. Surface conversations. Why are we talking about this? Why aren't we doing something about it? Yeah. You know? I think a lot of times, a lot of times, all I thought about was photography. All I thought all I thought about before I, I, I came to Grace, Grace Avenue, was like my career and how I'm going to be famous. Cutting, <laughs> cutting hair. If I'm being honest. No, I, 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 because my, I feel you on that. My dream was to get famous and just like cut hair and travel the world. It can still happen, but it, I, it can still happen. It can still happen, but I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know. Like, 
what life holds. Only God knows. Yeah. I mean, I've had that ideas, those ideas too, or those thoughts where, man, I'm I'm gonna be this famous photographer and mm-hmm. you know I'm be setting up studios and you know meeting all these different people. And I live by by curiously through a photographer that I follow for a very long time, but he was explaining what his photo shoots look like. And he was like, sometimes I'm not even getting to know my client, my, like my big stars. Just, just business. Just business. Take your pictures and go. Go, right? Like, Get out of here. He said one time there was this, this, oh, it was uh, Tim Cook. No, Tim Cook, Tim Cook. Steve Jobs. Oh, okay, okay. Steve Jobs. He said, we prepare four hours for the shoot. Dang. Four hours, and you only had 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. 30 seconds, Sam, to take a photo. Wow. Now it's like, all right, how you doing? How you doing, Ms. Jobs? Click. Bye. Whereas now, I'm getting to know people. I'm getting to know families. Mm-hmm. You know, I would prefer that over the latter. That's what I tell these these upcoming barbers, too. The newer ones that are coming in, they're like, what do you recommend? Like, honestly, well, like, what do you recommend to keep clients? Like, what do you recommend? I tell them all the time, I was like, build relationships. Build relationships with your clients. So I was like, w- one of the key factors, if you want to keep a client, rem- always remember one thing about them. Hmm. So th- I had this one client, one time, sat in my chair, cut his hair. Cool. I remember he said he had two twin daughters. That's all I remember. That's all I retained from the conversation that we had. Comes back a second time. I didn't. I guess he thought I wasn't going to remember anything <laughs> of our conversation. Now comes in and started. I think his name was Steve. Couldn't say. I'm like, man. I was like, man, how, uh, how are your daughters doing? He's like, hey, they're they're actually doing pretty good, man. This and that, and then, and then we just started going la 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 la, and dude tipped me fat. And then from there, like. It just keeps on going, build a relationship, you know, just always remember. That's what I tell them. Just always re- remember one thing. People want to, they want to feel. People want to feel seen. People want to feel like, like they actually matter. Yeah. That's it, where, that that's what I was looking for. That they're not just going to get a haircut and like, like you're just not just going to take their money and, and leave. Yeah. It's, um, uh, I think it, in the beginning of my photography career, that was all, that was all it was about. Mm-hmm. Was the money? Yeah, and I did weddings because of the money, and I got burnt out. But I always looked at the weddings like I would stand there, mm-hmm. and I would look at the bride and groom, and I would just like in my mind, I would just start questioning like. Wonder how long they met, how long they were, were seeing each other. Start digging deep. Yeah, start digging deep. But before I was, I was the, sh- the the shell of a photographer. I didn't ask questions. I wasn't like hitting them up or anything like that. Yeah, I'll just schedule the date. Take the pictures. Take the pictures. Deuces, we out. I'm out. You pay. That's it. That's it. That's how it used to be too. We're cutting hair. Just cut their hair and go. Wouldn't even talk. Hmm. For what? That's that's what I used to think. For, for what? what? <laughs> Until those clients started coming back. Yeah. And then 
coming back every two weeks, coming back every one week, every yeah. week. So it's like, dude, I'm seeing you every week. I got to talk to you. I'm not just going to have you just sit there. With those photographers, I mean, those... those. But those... Um, barbers. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I had a brain lapse. <laughs> 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 those barbers that don't talk and they just... They just cut. I typically don't go back. Really? I typically don't go back. It just depends. I, I, you got to feed. Oh, as a barber, I usually feed off of off of the vibe. I used to have this one client. His name was Roger. Roger would come in. We wouldn't talk for the first 20 minutes of his cut, which is half, half, half of the, the time period. Yeah. But I understood Roger. Roger was like the head person of... Of um, like they do phone calls. What's it called? Um, like the telemarketers. I guess so. He would do like the phone calls, but he was the one in charge. So people would like always like get after him, this and that, la la la. So when he would get off of work and come get his haircut, like that's him winding down, De- decompressing. Exactly, dude. I I totally understand it. So I would wait. I'm like, same thing, bro. Same thing. Quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after you come on 15, 20 minutes. Then the conversation started. And then we start going. But I understood him. Yeah. Ash didn't understand that because I used to work at a call center. Mm-hmm. There it is, a call center. Yeah, I used to work at a call center. You're talking to people all day. nonstop, all day. People are yelling at you. And then you come home and it's like, I just want quiet. Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but voices all day. Yep. And I had to I had to talk to her because I was just like, you know, just come home, quiet. She didn't understand it until I told her, like, I just need to decompress for a minute. Yeah. And this is when I used to smoke cigarettes. Dude, I would just... A little, little, oh. ha- little half a pack. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they used to have us walk all the way down to, the like, the main road mm-hmm. away from the building. So imagine when it was like it would rain or it would be cold. It'd be hot. It'd be hot. <laughs> like I don't want to go out there. Go out. It's 115 in Texas. You smoke a cigarette in the shade. Not even in the shade because <laughs> they just cut down the branches of the tree. <laughs> Bro, just sometimes I wonder. Like, <laughs> go back all go back all sold out. The back of your shirt's all a little damp. The feel back of your head just sweat. <laughs> feel the beads going down your back. <laughs> Hey, like, and then you sit down on your desk <laughs> You lean back you pump, You're pumping your shirt just <laughs> Cheeks are all red You're your co-worker like, Dude you good Yeah dude I'm, I'm alright I'm good bro I'm alright Just Cause you know you only had 30 minutes So you had the little Like the quick puff <laughs> But yeah I used to come home <laughs> I used to come home And sit on, on the balcony Of the porch bro And just Be quiet Didn't even have my phone on me mm-hmm. It just needed to just be by myself yeah you know i feel that you know and um when i was talking about the weddings the number one thing i always thought about it was like i wonder if this was the first person they met Mm. i wonder if they've ever loved someone else before and you know the question is like do you believe i love at first sight hmm I know this is I know this is a lot I know a lot of people always ask this question and it's like 
It can't. It can't happen. It can't happen. You know, God puts the right person at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's. I wonder if it's because I mean I, I don't think it's ever happened to me, but maybe it has happened to somebody where they're like, I see somebody out, and they're like, man, that person is beautiful. Yeah. I want to know what they're about. Go ahead and do the move and just hit it off. But that that sounds almost like a movie thing. See, yeah. I, I can't really say yes or no because I've never experienced it. Do I believe in it? I believe it can happen. Do I believe in it myself? Maybe not because it hasn't happened to me. So I believe it can happen. Yeah. I, 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 I okay. <laughs> Ash thinks this is a fake story. Okay. But in high school, um, think she had just moved to texas mm. and i was in one of my classes and i saw her walk by right i asked my boy i was like hey who's that and he named her full name bro full name ash and i we hung around the same group but yep. never hung around each other mm. there's a few pictures of us like in the same party you're on the same opposite end opposite ends or we're sitting on the same bed at a hotel party uh-uh. but never really chopped it up yeah Ever. And after a breakup that I had, we were out. And I see Ash. I told him, I was like, yo, is that, is that Ashley? He's like, yeah. Boom. Right then and there. They all walked up there. I was like, how you doing, Miss Scott? That's your name, Scott? Your last name? You said Miss Scott? I was like, Miss Scott. You know, remember when Wayne was like, uh, one of his songs, hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh no It was a question It was like Should I call her miss Should I call her Hey baby mm. And then one of his songs But that was like One of his biggest songs So it was How you doing Miss Scott I thought yeah. you were talking about The The yin yang twins no. And then like Hello mama Let me whisper in your ear I did whisper in her ear though Oh yeah I went behind her And I whispered in her ear But Since then You knew I didn't know So let me ask you, when did you know? When did you know? All right. I want Ash to be my wife. <laughs> I've asked I've asked a lot of gentlemen that. When did I know? There was a moment in our relationship where it was kind of rocky. And you know with with other women that I was I had been around it would have been easy quitting. Mm-hmm. You know, easy quitting. But Ash stuck around. Ash stuck by my side. And worked things out. Worked things out. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to my dad one time. And uh, he took her side. He had said... Uh, you know you're doing wrong, and this woman loves you. If you don't marry her, you're losing a good one. Mm, that's deep, especially coming from your dad. Yeah. He said, "If you don't, if you don't step up, you don't marry her. You're losing a good one." 
Mm. And there was a there was a moment where I really sat down. I talked to God, and um, I was just thinking, "Is this is is this it?" You know. Hmm. And since then, I was just like, "Okay." One thing wrote after another, and then we moved into this house and bought the ring, and a couple months later, proposed her. You know, I knew. Do you feel like like parents always know what's best? Of course. Of course. Of course, bro. Like your parents know and they'll slide it to you like slyly. Yeah. Say like this is not the one. Yeah. Or they'll act a certain way towards an individual or yeah. to honestly I feel like sometimes they'll just be blunt, like straight up, like this ain't Mm-mm. the one. This is not it. Straight up. Like, nah. I could, see, I could see, you could do better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, um, hey, what are you doing with her? Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what else do I mean? What do you mean? What are you doing with her? You're too good. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? And I don't like that, bro. I yeah. don't like that saying, like, you're too good. <clears throat> Why? No one's ever too good. We have our faults. Okay. We have our our our, our cracks and everything in our personality. Mm-hmm. You're never too good for somebody. You can always work with each other. You can always work with each other, because if you if you truly and f- honestly feel like that woman or that man is for you, you're gonna work at it. My mom or my dad aren't laying in my bed mm. at the end of the night. They're not paying my bills. Mm. They don't know what's going on between my girlfriend or my wife. All they see is an outside perception because they have their own agenda or their own relationship reservations. Mm. They have their own reservations for their, their child or their, their son or daughter. I want my son to be with so-and-so because I think their grandchildren are going to be so beautiful. Mm. Or I feel like they're going to be successful with this person. You don't know that. You don't know that. There's so many relationships and so many marriages that started from from dirt. Mm-hmm. Rocky roads. But that man and that woman stuck together and stuck it out. Because they wanted that relationship. They wanted that marriage. Mm-hmm. At the day, and it's like, is it what you want? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do I feel like I just went on a tangent right there? You did, but I liked it. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, I liked it. So kind of like, um, what your dad took on like Ash's side. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very it's like a characteristic of a father. Yeah. If you were to have a daughter. Hmm. <laughs> How would he deal with her first boyfriend and her first heartbreak? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a very deep sigh. So I have one sister. Okay. I have two. You have two? Mm-hmm. Even worse. 
And I'm the baby. You're the baby. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. Man. Um, my sister is like my twin soul, bro. Mm-hmm. She's everything to me besides Ashley, Maverick, and, and God. Mm-hmm. My sister. I would do anything and everything to make sure that she's protected and she's, she feels okay. Um, but as a father, if my daughter, if we ever have a daughter, yeah, if my daughter came up to me and I hope that w- there was this, there would be a relationship between Maverick and I and my daughter and I to where they're saying Dad, I have a boyfriend or dad, I have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I would honestly, I would talk to that kid. Yeah. I'm not going to treat him like he's just scum or anything like that. I'm not going to put this macho. I want to talk to him. Mm-hmm. Let's sit down. What are your wants? What are your needs? What do you see out of my daughter? You know? I see that. Are you a godly man? Do you believe in God? Mm. You know? And I hope that my daughter would be like, that's her number one priority. Yeah. Do you believe in God? Before we move anything before, do you believe in God? I think those are some, that's a good answer. First heartbreak? No, well, that's for the first boyfriend. What about the first heartbreak? First heartbreak. You know, I mean, God forbid. I mean, it, it, everybody that has a daughter is going to have to, or a son. <laughs> have to go through the first heartbreak, you know, but just an example, walking down the hall. That's your daughter's room and I hear <laughs> Mm. Bro, I don't even have a daughter. That already hurt me. Yeah. How do you how do you how do you handle that? <laughs> <laughs> You're walking I'll, down the hall and I I'll guess. probably first go to Ashley. <laughs> hey, did someone so on it here? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it like this. My daughter's name will be Saleh. Hey, that's live. I like that. I already told Ashley. Mm. I think it's Hebrew for God's light. Hey. Like, hey, Saleh, talk to you. No way. She's like, I'm crying. No, let's see what's wrong. Open the door. Hey, baby girl, what's going on? <laughs> Pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. Pick the phone up. FaceTime him. Mm. Ooh. Hey, dude, what's going on? <laughs> what's up? What happened, man? And 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 now I I really hope like there would be a relationship between, you know? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, Mister Conception, you know, it just wasn't just wasn't working out. I just hope that it will it'll be mutual. Yeah. But if, if she's like, he cheated on me. Mm. Call his parents. Call his parents. Call his dad. Hey, you know, so-and-so just cheated on my daughter. Yeah. Take care of it. Mm. After that, we're done. Delete everything. Mm. It's a... It's a if it's a high school, if it's a high school heartbreak, bro, it's a high school heartbreak. Learn from it. Still, 
Still, yeah. Some of those, some of those heartbreaks. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? I, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was to have a daughter. Yeah. How would I treat like my first like boyfriend? I think it goes back to me. Yeah. What kind of example am I being to my daughter? How am I treating your mom? How am I talking to your mom? The way I project, like, my love and affection, mm-hmm. the way I treat her mother, yep, should be the, the same thing she's looking for. That, dude. And if, and if she's not getting that, she's, she's going she's gonna to look until she finds it. Yeah. So the day that the boyfriend comes in, obviously we're going to have that talk. Yeah. What are your intentions? What are your morals? What do you believe in? What do you see yourself doing? Am I going to scare him? Maybe. How do you treat your mom? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to watch him. Yeah. If he opens the door for my daughter, hey, cool. Do you think you would have an influence on your daughter's relationship? Yeah. As far as like, hey, your daughter's name, like, is this right for you? Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, if you see something wrong, right? If you see something wrong, would you be in that question, right? Like, this is not, he's not right for you. Would you, would you slide that seed in there? If I'm seeing something wrong in him? Yeah. I I would slide it, but I wouldn't push it. Mm-hmm. She has to learn on her own too. Yeah. True. You know. Learn on your own. You gotta learn. She has to live too. You're gonna she learn today. To learn today. How would you how would you treat the heartbreak? Um wait, I'm sorry. Were you finished with how you would Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done on that one. Heartbreak. I think at that point I would if I was married. I mean, obviously I hope I'm married. You know, yeah, with with the person with with her mom, but I'd be like, you know what? Um, hey, my daughter's crying. Go ahead and talk to her. You know, because I feel like as a woman, there's some stuff that women can share with each other that a, a man can't. Yeah, I'd let them have that. After that, once they're done, once she kind of gets in the right mindset, kind of like show her, like kind of be there for her, show her that not all guys are jerks. Yeah. There's always going to be a gentleman. That's good. I like how you said you're going to go have her mom talk to her first. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you see the, the idea of you being your child's friend a good idea? Mm, yeah, to a certain extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's like you can't be too much of a friend, because when you when you set your foot down. They're not going to look at you as a parent. They're going to look at you to, as a friend. Yeah. But you want you want some kind of a, uh, some kind of understanding to where they're able to talk to you, right? That trust. Yeah. I want to build a relationship where you could talk to me and I'm not going to judge you. I'm just going to guide you. Yeah. I like that. I like that conversation. <laughs> I like this conversation. Um, you know, there's this, <laughs> there's a there's this conversation, conversation piece that I've always brought up, and 
it's I don't know if it's like a, a hobby topic or an idea that has been brought up many times, but do you believe in resurrection? Or a re I'm I'm sorry, reincarnation. Um I feel like this 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 conversation is gonna go left. I feel like it is too, but we could get we could go there. <laughs> um I don't know, that's a good question. Reincarnation, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like in my past life I was a bird. Why? Because I could whistle really good. <laughs> <laughs> wait. You know what I'm saying? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> No, do I believe in reincarnation? Like, like say I die, but I come in back to life in something else. Yeah. So there's a difference between a reincarnation and past life, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you were reincarnated from the bird <laughs> <laughs> to a human, to a human being. Hmm. Do I honestly do I believe in it? Uh, probably not, man. It's like, how do you get reincarnated? Like how? Like, like it, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like God, like is God gonna be like, oh hey, go go back down? You know, how is God gonna be like? Hey, you know what, Brandon? I'm gonna send you back, and you do this, this, and this, and uh, I'll get back to you. Okay, so what if? What if in this life, okay, an individual didn't believe in 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 God, right? Okay, this is a big what if. Mm-hmm. Individuals didn't believe in God. Goes goes for judgment. Okay, and God says, "I didn't know you." What do you mean? Like I didn't know you. Like we didn't have a relationship. Uh huh. You didn't know me, and I didn't know you. Boom. Back on earth. Now you have to live life again. I think at that point you're going to hell. You think? <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're, I mean, you're upon judgment. I don't know. That's, I mean. Only like that theory of. um, What if. The light at the end of the tunnel is you being reborn, and that light is the the light in the emergency room. Nah, I don't, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I think the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I think the light at the end of the tunnel is that's just what I believe. I think the light at the end of the tunnel is you about to die. This is just my belief. You're about to die, and you're reaching for God. But then God says, I'm not done with you. And you're back into life. Whoa. Okay, I'm sorry. I said <laughs> I had I had to let that sit in real quick. You know, because you, you always hear people like reach for the light in, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, usually when you see that, people are 
Most of the time they're dying. Yeah. Most of the time they're out unconscious. I feel like most of the time, like you're reaching for the light at the end of the tunnel because that's, it's light. It's life. Mm-hmm. That light, that, that life is God. And if you don't reach it, that's, he's not done with you. If you, if you don't reach it, he's not done with you. That's that's a good theory. It's a good theory. I like that. <laughs> Would you rather be buried or cremated? Um depends. If I'm if I'm buried, do I get a big burial? Yeah, like, I have, like, um, big old mariachi groove. <laughs> Roses. Well, you better start writing your will. <laughs> <laughs> you better start writing your will. <laughs> like, that would be. Nah. <laughs> hey, nah, I'm, I'm just messing with you. But if ima- I, imagine, <laughs> imagine your sister like, no, Sam wanted. <laughs> no, he wanted mariachis. <laughs> He wanted them to play tatuajes as they're bringing them down six feet under. He wanted white roses to be thrown at his casket. <laughs> Imagine all that. Nah, I think I would want to be cremated. Yeah. I think I'd want to be cremated and probably like dropped, like spread, like spread my dust in like a very special place that meant a lot to me. Well, still got a lot to live, so you probably find a spot. Yeah, that w- that would have to be determined by my wife. Yeah, I've already told Ashley, I want to be cremated. Mm-hmm. And there's a company that has created a a plot of land that puts your ashes in a biodegradable pod. Mm-hmm. That turns you into a tree. That's live. What kind of tree would you want to be? A sequoia. Hmm. And I think you get like I think you got a plate, like a nameplate. That's nice. That's like your headstone. Or a fruit tree. I would want to be like a bamboo. Real real stubborn. Like you cut me, but I'm still growing. Ooh. And they're resilient. Mm Mm-hmm. Put it, turn them into twine. Mm-hmm. Sugar. Still growing. Still growing. Hey, I'm still here. But save a little bit of ashes. Put my ashes in, ch- in some chili. <laughs> so I can tear the ashes up. I'm done. <laughs> You're <a> de- <laughs> this guy. Man, what do you think about the conversations today, man? Dude, <laughs> these conversations are good. <laughs> I'm dead at the chili, bro. You had me dying today, at the chili. Just, just imagine, be like, someone just tears up the chili. And like, yo, Ash, this chili was fire. Hey, straight up, this chili tasted all like Brandon. Because <laughs> it, it, it is. It is. It is Brandon. You, you're lying. <laughs> no. <laughs> It is. 
That's why I smell this cologne. <laughs> <laughs> so, so give me your review on, on this beer, man. You know, I wish we had another bottle. I mean, I another can. Uh, yeah. I really wish we had another can. It was, it's, it's, and it's. We haven't said that before. What about a beer? Do we want another can? A can of it, like on 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 the pod. I mean, we've had some great beer. Honestly, like like I wish we had another can because I would want to like maybe like taste a little bit more of it. Yeah, but I mean, I'm rated a solid seven and a half. Yeah, seven eight, seven or eight. It's good, good color. Yeah, good brew. I liked it. Good it's brewery, good. man. Um, again, if you guys are ever in New York, it's uh, I think it's in Dumbo. It's called a uh, Threes Brewing. It's the view from the note from nowhere. It's good, man. Look. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Hope you guys enjoyed episode number two. Like I said in the beginning, don't allow your past to make it bitter. Mm. Just make it make it allow it to make you better. Let your past allow you to get better, not bitter. Yeah. Just mm. remember that. Wake up tomorrow morning. Mm. Choose better. Choose better. <laughs> thank God for your life. Well, thank you for tuning in to episode two. An untapped acquaintance podcast. Conversation was dope. Conversation was fire. Yeah. The topics were there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure y'all were reflecting with us as we were talking. So <laughs> with that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of an untapped acquaintance podcast. It's your boy, Sam. Boy, B. We out. Peace. Peace.